The Lasso Way with Matt and Neil. The Lasso Way. We are back. Episode 5, Season 1. Neil, how you doing today? Perfect. Perfect. I like it. <laughs> A lot of energy so far tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we get into the episode, kind of a big week. Like since we last recorded, they announced the Super League, uh, European Super League for, for, for football, for soccer. And they've also actually announced that it's not going to be happening anymore. Uh, did you have any thoughts on that? It kind of blew up. I was I was shocked that it blew up as much as it did with fans just irate about it. I'm not saying they're wrong necessarily, um, but they were, they were pretty perturbed by this. What, what were your thoughts? Well, I think, I mean, the tradition of a lot of those clubs, I mean, I guess I wasn't surprised that it blew up, but like, I'm surprised that it wasn't thought out well yeah. enough that hit, it came into being and, Oh, never mind. We're not, we're not going to do that kind of yeah. in, in the course of, less than a week, but, um, I don't know. It's, I'm an MLS fan. I'm not a Eurocentric uh, football fan. And, you know, like some of the leagues like Bayern Munich and PSG, some of the the larger clubs didn't even sign on for it. So I don't know. It it seemed kind of doomed to fail from the beginning. Yeah. And I mean, European football has a lot more history than what we're used to in the States kind of too. And just their way of play is a lot different. I mean, with the promotion relegation idea and and those types of things. So yeah, it's, it was shocking. Like you say that they didn't think it through a little bit more because some of those clubs were started, you know, over a hundred years ago by just kind of working class people. And they've kind of stuck with the fans for such a long time. So, so yeah, that was kind of surprising, but it was a huge pot of money. And, um, I've seen some people argue that it was the American owners that were kind of pushing it. So I'm sure that'll have some blowback uh, in terms of that, but, uh, but who knows, but um, other big news, Tottenham fired Jose this week. Um, What implications does this have for Mr. Lasso, uh, coach Lasso? You think they're going to try and get him back or um, maybe not? Season Season two would be great if uh, he joined the coaching staff at uh, <laughs> Richmond. At Richmond, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, like, you know, as a, you know, a tactics expert. <laughs> I don't know a ton about Jose Mourinho, but I don't know if he's going to be playing second fiddle on AFC Richmond in the championship league. <laughs> but uh, it hey, would create some know, good drama. It would. It, and it would uh, also be funny, I think. It would. I think, you know, I think one could argue that his approach is um, maybe antithetical to Coach Lasso's, maybe. (laughs) Um, At least the Jose Mourinho that we know now anyway. But uh, but yeah, so big week in in European football. Um, But I think Ted's staying because the trailer for season two came out and he's still coaching AFC Richmond. So um, they've got him for another year at least. But um. The quick description for Apple for this episode, um, again, very short, like always, but Ted reunites with his wife and son, and Ted makes a bold choice and takes Jamie out of the game. Neil, what were your uh, general thoughts on this episode? My general thoughts on this episode are, I do not know Ted's wife well enough to really care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... uh, there's a lot of good moments in this episode. I mean, um, the game, 
I think this is, is this like one of the best scenes that we have in game experience? I think, I think it might be. Um, there's I think some it's really certainly the, yeah, it's the most in game action. I think we see maybe all yeah. season as well, but um, yeah. I know we've talked about this episode before and we both kind of uh, looked down on it, but like, as I watched it to prepare for this, I actually love this episode. Um, we'll have to rank it at the end, but it's just so different than the rest of the episodes in a lot of ways. But like, again, one of the things we try and highlight is why is, you know, Ted better than most people or better than me kind of thing. And like this entire episode is just him being the best of all of us, in my opinion. Um, and so, I don't know. It's just, it's a fantastic episode from that regard. And I know you say we don't know his wife enough, but who the heck gives up on Ted Lasso? I mean, was she an idiot? Like, come on. Uh, um, I don't know her well enough and I don't want to know her because I don't like her. Um, so I might have to talk to Kim about uh, if Ted Lasso is available now. I don't, I don't know what that does for my marriage here. This, this might be bad, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, like I said, I used to kind of hate this episode, but after I've rewatched it, I kind of love it now. So, but uh, I don't know. But you got any other general thoughts before we move on? I'm assuming you want to just do the, the power rankings at the end or the, the king of the ring ranking at the end. Yeah, I mean, I, it's up in the air for me. I'm, you know, I'm going to have to, like, figure that out as we go today, you know. Okay. I, I, I do. I, this is a really good episode, so. Okay. I don't know. It could, it could dethrone. I've, I've really got to do some soul searching. Yeah. All right. Well, scene opens up with Higgins apologizing uh, for something with his wife. I'm not really sure what and his wife hoping that <laughs> Rebecca gets heart, heart disease, which is pretty harsh. Um, and it's the first time we see a little bit of a running gag where Ted, Ted just smokes his head on the way into the, 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 the building. Um, so, so I saw uh, like he did an interview. He actually really does smoke his head. Like, it sounded like that was not scripted and he did oh. smoke his head for real. Um, oh, wow. But, uh, and, and it sounded like he had quite a, a wound, uh, but you know, played it what off. The hell was that, what the hell was that thing like over the doorway? Like, was it just a you gate know, or something that dropped down or what? You know, some of these clubs, like you said earlier, that some of these clubs have been in existence for, for so long. <laughs> people, people were, average height you know five three you know when the club was established but it's an evolutionary defect of that door it's like for sure yes yeah. yeah but I, I don't think it's like that all the time though is what is my recollection but uh but and it gives us a reason to cut away to ted and rebecca in her office and as high as we were with rebecca last episode thinking she'd turn the corner it's pretty clear that she has not um she's She's not happy that she's confided in Ted um, and Ted just keeps, keeps going despite Rebecca pretty much telling him that, you know, she doesn't want to hear it. But um, we, we find out that Ted pretty much says to her that they're having marital problems, he and his wife, and it's because his constant optimism is too much. Isn't that, is that like the worst reason you could choose to not <laughs> be pleased with your spouse? I mean, that, that seems pretty harsh, doesn't it? It almost it almost seems a bit like the the trolls of the Ted Lasso community, right? Like yeah. they're upset because the Ted Lasso community is too too yeah. positive. But yeah. um, 
Yeah, I and mean, they want to suck suck the life out of it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that would be a pretty amicable divorce if that's your main com- complaint. You know, like there's not going to be like a long divorce procedure when when that's your biggest complaint. But yeah. um, another thing I I like to highlight with that scene is Ted's knowledge of of musical theater. Oh yeah, like, yeah. He just he busts yeah, out. Ba- you know, a great knowledge of musical theater. So now yeah. he, he, he's such a Renaissance man. He knows fashion, yep. you know, plays. Yep. yep. Can give like specific books to each player on his team for a very specific trait he's trying to bring out in them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, this Oklahoma idea that is the, their counselor gave them, is that a great idea or is that like the worst idea ever to like have something with your spouse that if you tell that to them, they have to give you the God's honest truth at any point? I, well, it obviously did not work for their marriage. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, well, clearly not. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd pull that one very often. I don't know if I'd want to know the answer sometimes like, sure. Um, Kim, did you listen to the podcast this week? Oklahoma. (laughs) But uh, I don't know if I want to hear that or not. So, but we cut away to the opening credits and visit Keely and Jamie. uh, And we're kind of seeing some of the fallout from from the last time we saw them from last episode, which was them kind of breaking up. Uh, Find out that Jamie's a briefs man, uh, clearly. A lot going on in that scene, but... uh, Again, he's There's just not really any fallout. There's not any fallout. It's just like they they had a really good closure of their relationship because yeah. Jamie quickly moved on and Keely yeah. was like, I made the right decision. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So yeah, fallout, maybe not a good description, but it's just he's just such a colossal prick with like zero self-awareness, though. It's so funny to be like because she's trying to like say pretty much like, look, I beat myself up when I break up with people, but this is making me feel good. You, you totally verified my decision. And he's just like, you're welcome. And like, what did you say? He's like, did you mean what you said when you felt good about this? And she's like, yeah. He's like, well, then you're welcome. I was just like, I like making people feel good. (laughs) Um, Isn't it better to be dealing with a person that is a prick and is upfront about it than somebody who's like more deceitful on their (laughs) Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that in Jamie, too, obviously, in his interactions with Ted this episode. But, yeah, maybe not as bad with Keely. Um, and, you know, he is he is right. I mean, uh, they were on a break, so to speak. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's a funny interaction for sure. Um, but, yeah, I still don't like the guy. But then he kind because of, he kind of sticks it in her face a little bit. Like, you still going to be here for the photo shoot later? Like... <laughs> Yeah, the photo shoot I arranged for you. Yes, I will be there. So um, he, he doesn't exactly. Um, <laughs> it, it's not entirely in good nature, I don't think. I mean, he's still worried about Jamie always. But um, yeah, so then they, they cut away to the training pitch and Jamie still being Jamie. Sam's wide open and uh, won't make the extra pass, which is kind of a running theme through this episode. Extra passes. Um and Ted comes in to make a save because the goalies have never made a save in this show since we've been watching it from what I can tell either in training or in, uh, in the game. So um, we also find out some of Ted's peanut butter and j- or peanut butter jar habits um, making a reference to real world puck back in the day. I think if you, if you followed that show, but 
Um, I thought it was funny that Roy says like, yeah, that's a pretty damn good idea. Actually. I think he uses more colorful language than that, but, uh, but Ted pretty much just says, you got to keep making the extra pass and we're not going to stop until we get this right. And then Ted's family shows up and he cancels practice. Um, he sprints, which, he sprints the length of the training ground to, to yeah. meet them. And his family does not budge. They, they, they stay pretty, which is kind of a metaphor for, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, Beard even kind of says that at one point. I mean, he's like, because uh, um, Nate the Great is like, that's a lot longer than he realizes. And Beard's like, metaphor. And Ted acknowledges it when he gets up there. He's like, I thought you guys would meet me halfway. But, but hey, that's, uh, that's all right, I guess. So um, he says he misses her. She obviously does not give him a response. So, um, we're not in a great place to start, but at least we've now met his wife and his kid. And uh, like you said, to this point, we don't really know enough about them to care, I guess. But um, but I don't know. It is kind of good to see Ted excited to meet them uh, or to see them at least. But uh, cut away to Higgins and Rebecca again. And um, there, she's still wanting to burn this place down, obviously. Uh, Jamie's kind of promoting uh, his beer. Which is his best beer pun that he uses in this scene? Do you prefer the the brunicorn or do you prefer the beer bee? And he's holding the beer like a baby. <laughs> or are they all pretty terrible? <laughs> I I don't know how any of those are going to sell any beer, but the brunicorn <laughs> does stick out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty asinine thing to do. Uh, but Rebecca and Keely still kind of, Forging that bond, uh, Rebecca offers Keely a job, um, not the type of job that Keely initially thinks, I guess, that's usually offered in men's bathrooms. But uh, but yeah, um, she kind of just says men do it all the time. Like, why can't we? Which which is a good point. Uh, and, and I kind of appreciate that. But we also find out and I think you've mentioned this before, but Keely's kind of a, a Kardashian type character, like famous for being famous kind of, or she says being famous for almost being famous, but, um, but yeah, we kind of verified that and she might end up taking on a little bit larger role with the club, which I think they probably just did that to keep her in the show. Cause if she's not with Jamie, she probably wouldn't be around much longer, but uh, Ted and his Ted brings his family to the, the local pub, which <laughs> is always an interesting thing. He's greeted so warmly by these individuals I love the super fans. The super fans are awesome. Yeah. They are they, yeah. they are amazing. Yeah. Uh, one of them is actually a decent human being, it seems like, but the other two are, are kind of nasty. Uh, but Ted kind of says his wife's heard it all. She's a coach's wife, so um, she gets it. But Ted's, Ted's kid gets a little bit of revenge um, and hits On one the of them nice with the dart. Yeah, he hits a nice guy with the dart, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, it's just incredibly awkward between Ted and his wife at this point. It um, seems like a first date. The dynamic is very much like they haven't spent any time together. Kind yeah. of, you know, like they know each other a little bit, but it's very awkward and forced. It almost it almost seems like a second date after a really bad first date, actually. <laughs> it's like, why are we still here? Like, why are we doing this? But we, we have no choice, it seems. But, uh, but yeah, so... Um, Roy kind of sees Jamie and Keely having an exchange in the hallway at this point and kind of starts weighing in on their breakup, although he didn't know they were broken up at the time. Um, 
just kind of pisses Keely off and just kind of says, you know, she'll start texting him about everything that she does throughout the day. Um, and Roy usually takes it pretty well. He, he kind of knows when he's kind of stepped in it. He's just like, you know, sorry, I didn't know about that. But she walks away and pretty much asks him if it's okay if she's, you know, able to go to the bathroom with a toilet emoji on it. He's like, yeah, I guess. So, um, yeah. Then we have like the montage, the slow motion montage of Ted and his family and all is well in the world. We think everything's going to be okay, right? Building a double-decker bus and six hands are better than four. And, uh, you know, they, they, they put together this Lego set and fall asleep. And we kind of feel like everything's going to be okay. But uh, it kind of takes a turn for the worse for not, not too long after this because <laughs> um, – Ted wakes up the next morning and kind of, you know, some people's kids, he, he makes a comment about some people's kids not having good manners, referring to his own kid, which is pretty funny. But uh, he sees his wife crying and pulls an Oklahoma, um, which doesn't go well. Well, again, I think it goes as expected, um, but I don't know why he'd want to know this in this moment. Um, and kind of a depressing line from his wife when she's just like, I just don't feel the same way, but maybe that's just what marriage is. <laughs> um, I don't think she's going to be writing any love stories anytime soon. Do you <laughs> No. <laughs> so, but she tells him that she'll keep trying and uh, he knows that she will. Um, and the kid kind of saves the scene a little or saves them from the awkwardness a little bit by walking in with his Richmond kid on with no pants. And they both kind of say, well, well, you're going to need some pants, obviously. So um yeah, so we cut away to a foreshadowing of what's to come with the Diamond Dogs, um, which, well, I, they don't get named in this episode, I, I, I don't believe. But uh, do you think Beard's going to get married anytime soon, Neil, based on his reaction? <laughs> no. I mean, he, yeah. he, he thinks of marriages like he thinks of cooking steaks. Yeah. Don't, don't spend yeah. too much time on it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and Nate kind of um cuts to the heart of some of this and just kind of ask Ted like if you're so worried about your relationship what what the heck are you doing here man like um but I do have Why an issue like 4000 miles away yeah 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 4438 miles away I think but wouldn't Nate be using metric system to to talk about this agree I mean yeah. is it I mean this is a, a continuity error I think I mean um is it not? Wouldn't they be using metric? I, maybe I'm wrong about that, but uh, I don't know. I guess I don't know where Nate's all boys school was was located. <laughs> I but, thought the uh, same thing when he mentioned it, but I think there was another reference in another episode where they talked about yeah. miles, and it, yeah, it didn't. Think, it didn't seem to. Aren't we talking kilometers? But anyway. yeah, yeah. But um, they call Higgins down because he's he's probably. Um, despite his <laughs> depiction, I mean, he's certainly the most stable in the terms of relationship in the building. They call him down to get some insights. Um, Seems very from, happily married. Yeah. Uh, was it tw 28 years or something like that? I think yeah. uh, five boys dying cat in <laughs> uh, a tiny house that they all can fit in. Right. I mean, so uh, what'd you think about the insight that Higgins is able to provide this may be a little controversial, but I think the lassoism of this episode comes from Higgins. 
Well, that is a bit controversial because it can't be a lassoism if it doesn't come from Mr. Lasso. But uh, I, I guess I, think, I guess we'll let it. I guess we'll let it slide. Um, it seemed approved it, by by Mr. Lasso in this episode. But uh, Higgins' advice, um, you know, because I think uh, Ted asked uh, Higgins, you know, you guys had to have had some tough times, and and his yeah. response is, "That's the thing, though." If, if you're with the right person, even the hard times are easy. So I, I don't yeah. know. I just, I think it's a good quote. Yeah. Well, and I can certainly see a Ted Lasso saying that, obviously. Um, the problem for Ted, <laughs> unfortunately, it seems, is that he's not yet with the right person. Um, and, uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think you're absolutely right. Um, that, that's a pretty good quote, but. I think it's borderline a little bit too. Uh, th- this is this is too positive, though. I mean, this is the haters on on Twitter that that get mad at the Ted Lasso crowd, probably that say that's not that's not real. Like they'd probably probably go back towards what Ted's wife says. And it's just like, no, this is what marriage is like. You're supposed to be miserable. <laughs> and so it, it'd be kind of interesting to know what they would say to that. But uh, but during the scene, also Ted solves the nine 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 problem in England, I guess. Um, they don't have nine one one over there. They have they have nine nine nine. So um, Ted Ted solving everybody's problems it seems. But um, but yeah, we get to we get to game time finally. Um, and, and as mentioned before, this is I think the longest game time scenes that we get um, in the entire series, maybe as far as I remember. Um, but but before the game everybody's supposed to get their hands in and Jamie just, you know, is checking his phone and taking selfies and stuff, uh, which is just annoying. And, and Ted actually, everybody clears out except Ted and then beards kind of man in the door a little bit, I think. Um, and Jamie and Ted starts to rip into him a little bit, but, uh, he seems like he was just, yeah, he was cut short by his son showing up, but yeah. Uh, Jamie calls, calls the team tragic. I mean, he yeah. like unloads and uh, it, it seems like Ted had enough and was yeah. really, and also, you know, there's other stuff going on in Ted's life too, that yeah, maybe some pent up anger, but um, yeah. yeah, like he, it was just cut short by his son showing up. Well, and in the worst way too, because it's like, dad, like happy to see you, but Jamie, can you si- sign my jersey? And it's For like, sure. God dang it. I mean, that, that's got to be a, a punch to the gut a little bit. But, yeah, because, I mean, Jamie's just saying, essentially, I score all the goals. I'm the only one that people come to see and does the, his annoying Jamie Tart uh, song to the tune of Baby Shark um, with, some lovely, with some lovely thrusting directed towards Ted. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, his kid comes in, asks for an autograph, and uh, he signs it and pretty much just says, like, next time I score a goal, it'll be just for you. And he, he can't even say that to a kid. He can't yeah. even be like, I'm going to score it just for you. He's like, actually, it's going to be for you and for me, and me. <laughs> but just the two of us. Like, he can't even have a kid, like, think that it's just just for him. But cut out to the pitch, and we're in trouble. Six minutes in, but down, they're down two to zero already. The crowd's piling on Ted um, with the chance of the, the common refrain of wanker. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I mean – Jamie scores and starts yelling me to kind of cut it to two to one. Uh, but then Sam kind of gets taken out on a nasty challenge uh, just above the box. 
and it results in a scuffle between Jamie and Roy. <laughs> and uh, again, Jamie just being Jamie, but they end up booking Jamie for like the stuff that he does to Roy and to Sam. Um, I mean, which is just kind of funny. We talked about that last week a little bit. That happened in real life, actually, in a lower level league in England last week. But, um, but yeah, I think they referenced it happening in the Premier League in this episode, too. It's been a while, though, like 2001 at Newcastle. But, uh, but yeah, um, Roy kind of lets us in behind the curtain on soccer injuries, though, uh, when he goes over to let Sam. And Sam does, too, because he's like, Sam, you OK? And he's like, yeah, I just everybody was screaming. So I just thought I'd stay down. Um, and I just love the cadence and the, like the positivity of Sam's voice always. It's just so funny to me. Um, I, I just love the cadence of his speech, but Roy pretty much tells him to like, kind of stay down and he'll get lifted up by Roy and then kind of gesture towards the sideline and, you know, pretend like you're able to go on and the crowd will eat it up. So um, it, I, I just thought it was pretty funny. It was a good, a good, <laughs> a good moment there, but Jamie then, has to decide whether to lay off this free kick or go for the glory. And as they indicate, that's kind of a rhetorical question with him because he, he has a pretty good strike and scores a goal. It's tied up two to two and starts celebrating with him with himself again and chanting me. (laughs) Um, And it's pretty clear after this one that his teammates just absolutely loathe him because they're not even going over to kind of say anything to him or or celebrate with him at all. It's a one man Um, celebration as well. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and then we see Ted run over to the owner's box, um, which is kind of a funny, I mean, that's, that's a bold move too, because he's, he's likely to get jumped in real life. I would imagine because he has to go through all the supporter sections and stuff. Um, and he wants to go ask Rebecca for permission to sub off Jamie, um, <laughs> which she's pretty much, she loves this obviously. Cause she's like, yeah, this is a great plan. Like he's by far your best player and you're asking to take him off. And so, um, <laughs> he goes back and subs Jamie off with less than a minute to go in the first half. <laughs> How many times have you seen that happen? Uh, a subbing off within a minute of the ending of the first half, and it's not due to injury. Has that ever happened that you're aware of? <laughs> well, and I, I, you pile on that, that that's your goal scorer for the game as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that, that, that's a rough move, but, uh, I think it's more impactful this way though. I think he was doing it to make a point obviously, but, uh, which brings us to halftime. And like, this is why I love, this is one of the reasons that I love this episode so much. This is like the greatest halftime speech I think ever. Um, I mean, and it's not necessarily even about soccer, obviously. I mean, he's just talking about embracing change and being brave and obviously teaches them all about tan lines as well. Uh, which is a, a crucial part of the story, but, uh, you know, says that we're, we're kind of broken and change can be scary. Um, and obviously he's morphing this into his own personal life, but, but this is one of the lassoisms I have when he, when he says that, you know, we all need to do whatever we can so that everyone in our lives can kind of move forward with theirs. And I think that's a pretty good quote to live by too. I mean, we, we shouldn't ever see ourselves as impediments to these other people or things that, might hold somebody back. And so obviously I don't think he's referring to lady football when he says this, I think he's referring to his wife, obviously, but uh, that, I mean, that's an easy thing to say. That's a harder thing to do, I think, but I I buy it when he says it, obviously. Um, Did you have any thoughts on the tan lines or the, or that, that sentiment, I guess? Well, I mean, that does encapsulate, you know, who Ted is, you know, like 
it's not about like small victories. It's about, you know, getting people moving in the right direction in their lives. Right. You know, it's not, you know, well, doesn't really care about the wins and losses as much as people think he should. Yeah. And not only that, like it's also doing those things when it's really difficult for you, (laughs) Uh, which is kind of the anti you know, antithetical to, to Jamie and Jamie's the exact opposite of that. Like Jamie could maybe recognize something like that, but if it's not good for him, same point, like he can't even tell Ted's kid, like I'm scoring a goal just for you. It's got to also benefit Jamie. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was a, one of the high points of the episode and it makes me love this episode more than I certainly did like a, a month ago, probably. But uh, he, he then, kind of says, Hey, everybody, I want you to listen to me when I say this. And he just slaps the big believe sign, his homemade believe sign, which is just awesome. Um, and says Beard's going to run him through the rest of the changes. Sam's going to move up to midfield and some tactical stuff, but um, I don't know. I, I wanted to go play for Ted Lasso at, at, at the half here and do whatever I could to, to earn a, to earn three points for the, the Greyhounds of Richmond here. Cause uh, I just thought it was classic, but uh after that little pep talk, we find out that Roy actually says that he never really liked Jamie. Um, that's a surprise, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> or maybe not. Um, but so we cut out to the field. We don't see a ton of the second half, obviously, but um, Roy makes the extra pass um, for them to get a goal in stoppage time. And Sam just absolutely roofs the thing. <laughs> he almost kicks it over the net altogether. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's just elation on the sidelines. Um, everybody's happy, obviously. And, um, and, the, and the chant of wanker. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's, I mean, that, that's something that's a takeaway for the episode for me too, almost just like the same chant at a different moment. And the meaning yeah. is totally different. Like, yeah, it's, it's your interpretation of it. It's possibly their interpretation of it, but like perspective is yeah. everything you know like i don't know yeah they, s- well in word different meanings yeah, yeah. well and I, I i love that too and then i also love ted's explanation of what that term means actually um because <laughs> his kid's like what's a what the heck's a wanker he's like you know that's just a man that likes to be alone with his thoughts <laughs> uh which is a an appropriate way to explain that to a young kid i suppose but uh but yeah um Another one of the lassoisms I had from this was it's a good moment between Roy. Cause I think Roy at this point is just completely captured by the lasso way. Don't you think? I mean, cause he pretty much just says like, you know, it, it took balls what you did. And uh, Ted's just like, that's all we got is balls, Roy. That's all we got. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to go for it, I guess. Um, I just love that moment between the two of them. Um, I think Roy is also somewhat elated of the victory and that his nemesis was knocked down a peg, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and we didn't even mention it, but like Jamie's nowhere to be found at halftime. Like, yeah, he gets, he gets subbed off and just bounces. He's done for the day. Like yeah. uh, we, we, we don't see him again. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, he's obviously not pleased. Rebecca's clearly not pleased with the results. Um, you know, she's kind of fuming again, but, um, but yeah. So, then we get to the the emotional send off in the parking lot with with uh, with Ted and his family. And I guess quickly before that, <laughs> Roy sneaks up on Keeley in the parking lot and uh, 
there's just more and more chemistry kind of building between the two of them, obviously, um, other than her kind of outing him for like, you don't sneak up on a woman in a parking lot at night. But, and he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, my bad. Uh, well, good night. Uh, but it seems clear that something might be going on there as we move forward. But um, but Ted, you know, his kids being watched by um, Shannon, which Ted knows her name and, you know, acknowledges her, which is just great at the end of the scene. But, you know, Ted's kind of practicing what he what he preached at halftime now and essentially just saying, I wouldn't change a thing about our relationship. Um, he knows that there's a lot of things out of the, out of his control, but there's not much he can do to, to save that. And so um, he kicks himself for kind of quitting, but his wife tries to save him a little bit by saying, you're not, you're not quitting. You're just letting me go. But um, you know, he, he, he's, is it really emotional obviously. And uh, tells her, you don't have to keep trying anymore. It's okay. He's, he's going to be okay. Um, I, it's just uh, like I said, I mean, his wife saves it a little bit for him, but she's just wretched. I mean, what are you doing? You're, you're leaving Ted Lasso for crying out loud. I just, I, I just don't get it. But um, Shannon brings his kid over again and uh, they kind of, they kind of ride off after a, a final hug. Um, and then he retreats to the bench, um, gets some initial praise <laughs> from one of the fans in town, but um Beard brings him a, a beer on the bench and uh, the guy tells him, wanker, good job today. And Ted's actually upbeat right then. Like he's smiling and interacting with that guy, but they do a little cheers tap drink on the bench. And uh, Ted takes a pretty long pull off of that beer. <laughs> and um, just the ending scene of this, the look on Ted's face is just, I, I just feel for him. It, it, it hurts, man. Like, um, I, what were your thoughts on that? Like, I, I just want to, I just want to give him a hug. Like it's, it's painful to watch. It's definitely, but like, I guess, yes. But like, I mean, he's got a support system, right? Like, yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of people have to dissolve a marriage, you know, in similar circumstances and don't have uh, a best mate waiting yeah. with a pint of beer, you know, <laughs> to comfort you, you know, yeah. afterwards, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, yes, it's, it's, it's tough, but ultimately it's got some hope, hope at the end of the tunnel, yeah. I guess. Well, and again, I, I just love the way that they kind of have this depiction of Ted and, and beard because beard just brings him a beer and doesn't, doesn't feel the need to say anything. Right. It's just like, sure. He's your there. point. Yep. That's a support system. That's just there. So yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, preparing for this tonight i kind of fell in love with this episode neil i don't know if it's just the emotion it's been kind of a heavy week in the real world too obviously uh with some things going on but um so yeah i don't know if that's that's playing and tugging at my heartstrings here or what but i i kind of love this episode where is this gonna is this gonna dethrone the the king of the ring for you I don't think it would for me. It, it does not for me. I don't know who the tie vote is. It sounds like you're heading in yeah. a different direction. Um, yeah. I, I, you I, know, I think, I think there's I think two that. buckets to two buckets to kind of put Ted Lasso episodes into, I think. And this one's kind of not in the, in the typical like comedy bucket to a certain extent, it's certainly more emotional. So, uh, but yeah, I, I certainly, um, 
these days I'd much rather laugh than be <laughs> than kind of feel like sad about stuff, I guess. So so we'll let we'll let Trent Krim uh, remain atop the rankings. But this might fall into number two on the, the overall power rankings for me. Um, cause I, like I said, I, I, I kind of fell in love with the episode a little bit. But uh, but yeah, it's a good one. But any other general thoughts or um, where we go from here <laughs> uh, in terms of the next episodes? I think um, if your marriages on the rocks, do not use the Oklahoma as a, like a truth <laughs> word. Um, yeah. I think that, that has been proven to not be effective to save marriages. So I guess that depends on the perspective. If you're wanting the marriage to end, I would absolutely advocate for sure. for that the adoption of that uh, of that um, idea, but uh, yeah, uh, if you're wanting to stay married, maybe not. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, I, I I don't think I'm going to implement that anytime soon. But but we'll see. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, anything else to add before we sign off for the day? Nothing for me. All right. Well, that's it for today, Neil. Until we do this again. Live life the lasso way. 